We have tonight my uh, uncle Rufus the hobo and his. I'm guessing his kids are gonna be on here too. <laughs> so here they are. Hello, people. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing. Just discussing on uh, the tragedy and the happinesses of life. <laughs> All right. So what's new in your on your side of the? Uh... Island over there. Um, well, Captain Jack Sparrow just took over, and um, no one got raped and pillaged, so we're good. <laughs> How about by you? Ah, same. Yeah, pretty good. Can't complain. Same old bullshit. Dwarf porn is half off, so um, I'm a little proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, the topic tonight is going to... I mean, it's going to surprise you a little bit, but... Uh, I mean... <laughs> Gender roles and <laughs> who's got it better, men and women? <laughs> who has it better? Apparently, yeah. Who's got who's got a better a better uh, deal? <laughs> Us or them? <laughs> oh, I would definitely say women. Women definitely have it. <laughs> they definitely have it easier. <laughs> no, I just said better. I wouldn't say easier, but definitely better. <clears throat> so what are some female gender roles you think that are uh, more prominent now in women of I guess our generation since I'm in the middle <laughs> well middle of what I mean how long are we going back if we're talking like gender roles of the 50s and the 60s like Donna Reed type shit um, <laughs> the role. No, like more like like more like like mine and current. Oh, current roles. Yeah. Oh, you're lucky if the women of your generation can hold a conversation <laughs> and get off their that. phones and like, oh my god, I need a Starbucks mocha latte with extra caramel drip and a third stage of syphilis. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. The the generation of today is really really warped I think um, society has plummeted so bad it's like it, it, it's become just a giant toxic waste dump of humanity yeah yeah talking about the women right <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about life in general um, yeah. but back to what you were saying I mean I went on a tangent which I really don't care about but um as far as gender roles, yeah, I definitely think women have it better um, because so much has gone on in progression as far as, you know, women owning businesses, women doing so much more than what they've done in the past, you know, whether it be in the military or running businesses or, you know, being independent. Their independence has, you know, jumped so much that, you know, a lot of these women think they don't need a man and that now you think they're like now hold on a second now do you think that they're um the generals that were once um 
requested and needed to like basically run a family. Like you, she needs to be a nurturer. She needs to be feminine enough, um, provide nourishment and, you know, be affectionate and all that and be there to, you know, essentially take care of the kids, you know, but you think that's, that's uh, no longer a thing. No, I, th- I, th- uh, it's not that it's no longer a thing. I think there's more to it than what it once was because of the way this world has been is now it doesn't, you, you can't just run a household off of one income. And that is what's damaging families today. There is, you know, the woman can't stay home anymore and, you know, be the housewife and the full-time mom. She has to not only be, you know, the full-time mom, you know, and, you know, housekeeping and cook and working mom. It's it's everything, and it's both parents, you know. The fathers, too, you know. They have to clean and cook and do everything equally because one person can't do it alone anymore. And what's sad is how that affects the children. That means, you know, the kids go to school, they come home, and neither parent is available to parent them. And then you look at why the kids they are today. Both parents are too preoccupied to sit there with their kid and be like, hey, you're fucking up. Don't fuck up. You know? Absolutely. Um, so, hmm. So if a woman possesses the same qualities as a man, right? Yes. Is it likely that a man will not want that woman as a mate or life partner? If she's, you know, a breadwinner and she's, you know, this boss bitch, you know, if she, you think she's going to take, you know, time off to, you know, take care of the children or is she going to look for the man to do that? You know, if she's making more, more money than the man, is that role going to be flipped, basically? Like, who's going to be the breadwinner of the family? Well, I, I can see. Well, like I said, um, if you have two parents working, you know, they're both going to obviously be the breadwinner. Um, is mm-hmm. there going to be an intimidation factor? I highly, That's what it, that's, yeah, I, that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, I highly doubt it because no one wants to sink. Everybody wants to swim and make it, you know? And if you have two people of, you know, equal powers in a relationship and you work together and you pussy, pussy, uh, push each other up, it's going to be a phenomenal, you know, result. You know, you get you get to have a one hell of an empire. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, if guys are intimidated by a woman with with any sort of power or ability to hold her own as a quote unquote boss bitch or an independent woman, I mean, most guys should be proud that the chick they're dating don't have a dick these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen. Sure. If, you know, the fact that she's independent and strong and, you know, caring and nurturing and encouraging is the worst that you have, be thankful. There's people out there who don't even have that and they're struggling and they're miserable. Yeah, true. Now, let's talk about like single parents, for for instance. Sure. Now, say like my position, I'm a single father. Yeah. You know, I'm full time. I have custody of my son. You know that. Yes. Um. Now, I find it 
way easier for me to find um, a woman that has the fundamental, uh, I guess, feminine needs that a child, you know, requires. Um, simply only because, you know, of women, you know, that had that, that sisterhood, you know, they're always building each other up, yada, yada, yada. You know, we talked about that before. Um, but for a woman to find a suitable role model for their kid, because you can find a woman, you know, just about anywhere that, you know, will provide those things. There's plenty more of them out there than there are decent men in my view, you know, my, in my opinion, because there are so many broken men out there that don't, you know, want the responsibility. Well, so I think I'm in a very aspetitious, uh, you know, position where finding a suitable, I want to say stepmother or motherly figure for my son will be probably better for me because of my position rather than a female looking for that in a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's not that's not the only thing I was going to get to. Like a man is in his prime. It's probably between the ages of um, what, what, what I've seen is tw- uh, 35 and 55 because he's well established in his career. He's, you know, he's got his life worked out basically at that point. And, you know, he's comfortable in his own skin at that at that time. I mean, for me, that's what prime means. I'm not talking about sex and all that. Because that's a whole other the beat of a man is is way more complex, but um, but that's been my uh, my thing. So getting out there and dating now for me, um, I find it less uh, hmm, that's what I'm looking for, less appealing, I guess. Being a single father who has custody, 
rather than a female who has custody of her kids and looking for a man. Like that's more socially accepted than a single father who has custody. You're immediately deemed as, you know, like, oh, what'd you do to fuck her over to get to get custody? You know, I've gotten that before. But yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, at least at least that's what the, the uh, court, uh, Supreme Court uh, ruled in my favor also. Because, of course, you know, you go to family court, you're petitioning for custody. It can either be denied or granted, right? And then the other party can appeal that because it's the lower court's decision, and you can bring it to the Supreme Court, right? So the, so the, what the Supreme Court does is they go over the transcripts of what, ha- what perspired in that courtroom. It's only a lo- uh, two lawyers, one representing the plaintiff and the defendant, right? You're not there for this. This is something I, I didn't know going in. So you hire this other lawyer. He does appeals. He's an appeal lawyer, right? Or whatever the fuck his title is. But he does this specifically. That's all he does. And he, what he does is he, he basically highlights parts in the transcript that benefit you. And he emails that to the to three judges that are on that board, right? <clears throat> and you know the exes, the other the other party does the same thing. They pull out their transcript and highlight what points that they want to make. And then these three judges they read it and they they talk back and forth and they decide if the lower court made the right decision and you know granting custody to this parent, right? So the the, the weirdest thing was my testimony. You know, in my transcript was like, I want to say four days long. So my lawyer was like, listen, I'm going through the Manhattan phone book right now because your testimony is gigantic. And then hers was only a half an hour long. So it was legit a page and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he had, so I had to actually pay him more money because of the, the extent of my testimony that it, it had to be adjourned because they, they had, I couldn't do it all in one day. So it took four days you know, for me to go through everything that I had to like throw on the table, which I did. I took all my cards. I threw them all on the table, put everything out there, told the truth. This is what's going on. This is why we were at where we are. And they, she put the appeal in the next day after I was already granted uh, custody. So the appeal took about a year. And I remember driving down the road, my, my boy, Mike, you know, Mike. Yeah. So he'll be on the show one of these days. Um, I was driving down the road and he's like, are you driving right now? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, pull the car over. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Dude, pull the fucking car over. This is my lawyer talking to me. And I'm like, all right, all right. I pulled the car over and Mike's in the car with me. He's like, that appeal that we, that you guys, uh, you guys took care of. I was like, yeah. He's like, it went through. I was like, oh, okay. So he's like, she can never come after you for custody again. I was like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you peel into it, they rolled in your favor as well. And I didn't, I didn't know how to how to think about that until like a good six months later. I'm on Google, and for the shits and giggles, I Google my last name versus you know her marital last name, which is the same name as me, obviously. And dude, sure as shit, it was on freaking Google. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh shit. And it had the whole uh dissertation of like what what were their what was their ruling, you know, upon their findings. And what they wrote was basically because I didn't have to show them any evidence. I didn't have to even the lower court. I didn't have to show them any photos, any recordings or videos or you know, text messages. Well, actually scratch that. She tried to yeah, she tried to throw out text messages, but they were like incomplete or she erased my uh my my responses. So they were like, Well, you gave us half ass black and white text messages. We can't really decipher who's talking to who. But meanwhile, Mr. you know, over here has everything on a hard drive and it's clear as day. So he could cross-reference these text messages and, and her lawyer immediately pulled it back, you know, because he was, because they got caught, you know, basically lying, falsifying evidence, basically. And it was, uh, it was uh, redacted from whatever. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I did all that just by my testimony alone. And they said the same thing. Like he has a better bond with his child, stronger relationship and, you know, I was the more suitable parent. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it completely went sideways because we weren't expecting that. Even me, because I, I mean, like, come on. I'm, I'm a guy going for custody of my son, right? My lawyer's another male, right? It's only us in there that are, that are male. Everybody else was female. The law guardian, the, 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 the referee, you know, her, her lawyer, you know, the, the fucking recorder in, in the courtroom was female. Like I had all these, you know, signs like, all right, I'm not walking out of here. I'll probably, if I'm lucky, walk out of here with like 50, 50, if anything, but I, I'm happy with the uh, ruling. I mean, it was, it was jaw dropping. Definitely. Yo, I, I swear. I swear. And then, and then what, what was it like five years later? Johnny Depp comes out with his shit with uh, <laughs> with his wife. <laughs> I was like, me and my friends were like, look at this. The, the world's really changing. I'm like, hey, I did it first. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, God. What, yo, best advice ever. Best advice I ever give anybody watching that is look at his demeanor. Look how he acted. He was calm. He was a little flirty with his own, you know, counsel. You know, he never paid Amber any fucking mind. And that's exactly what I did with my ex in our courtroom every time we were together in court. I never paid her any time. I never looked in her direction. And the more I did that, the more she overreacted. And yeah, I mean. Those are textbook narcissists, in my opinion. I mean, like she definitely is. I don't know about Amber. I don't know what her mental state. Well, she's fucking batshit crazy. We can all agree on that. But <laughs> oh my god! 
And she caught off the tip of his fucking finger with a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I know, I know, I know Amber for you know two hours in a movie, and I know her for like fifteen minutes on camera or in a courtroom. I knew my ex-wife for over twelve years, so I dealt and lived with narcissism, bipolar disorder, all that, all rolled into one, and unmedicated. Like that's got to be the worst part. Yep, I didn't even know. I, I didn't know she was an Aquaman. I didn't. I am like that's not the same woman. Oh, fuck yeah. Truth always comes out. <laughs> oh, my God. My son. <laughs> Yo, my son was sick with the flu like a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he's he's only five. So, yeah, he sometimes he does pee the bed. Oh, wait, wait for it. So, sometimes he does pee the bed. So, I'm at work. I'm on my way home from work. He was off from school, obviously, because he was sick. And he walks into my grandfather's uh, bedroom and uh, knocks on the you know knocks on the door, walks in, and he's like, you know, Grandpa, I, I'm I'm dirty, bro. He legit shit all over his bed, his outfit. He he he's a tosser and turner, so so he, bro, he was like, <laughs> he looked like a freaking chocolate dip devil dog by the time. He got out of that bed. <laughs> I'm dirty. <laughs> nah, man. I gotta get this off my grandfather, bro. He fucking rolled his sleeves up or his socks or whatever the hell he had on and <laughs> took care of business. I, I got home and my, I'm like, he's like, your son had an accident. I'm like, oh, where he peed the bed again? I'm like, no, he shit the bed. I was like, he did it ever? <laughs> He died. He was dying. He was dying. He didn't hurt. <laughs> Don't step on a bee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he definitely obviously gave him a bath because he said that he was covered from head to toe. I was like, Jesus Christ. How much did you shit? Oh, hell yeah. The blowouts and shit. Yeah. Oh. Hell no. Hell no. Especially when you're sitting down. Forget about it. It, goes, it has nowhere to go but out and up. But, but bro. <laughs> but, bro. The best part of one of Anthony's blowouts was that we cleared out a fucking Red Lobster. Yeah. Bro, all right. So this is this is. I know exactly. I know exactly what happened because I heard we all because we're at, we're sitting at Red Lobster. Okay, so Red Lobster is like you know like a nice little restaurant, you know seafood. Yeah, yeah. So we're sitting now. We're eating. Mike's with us. Mike's with us. So he's sitting across. Anthony's in the middle, and we're eating. And Anthony grabs the lobster bisque sauce. So I was like, oh, he likes the, the lobster bisque. He loves it. he loves eating shrimp. So I'm not surprised he likes lobster. Obviously. He's bougie as fuck, right? 
So, so he's over there, nom, 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 on his lobster bisque. I hear a fart. And then, and then it's like, it's long. It's like, it's like, it's got like a little squeak to it, like a dog whistle. Like I, I can hear it, but I don't know if these old people can hear it. Cause you know, they probably can't hear the frequency. <laughs> so, and it's going for like, it was like a legit 30 second squeak, right? 30 second squeak, right? I, I had enough time to look around and pan the rooms to see who notices it. And then all you hear is, <laughs> it was like a rumble from, from rumble, like from like, oh dude. And all you, all you could do is smell. You can't even see it. All you did is smell it. And I, I... yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was that. It was at that moment my son was a wop. <laughs> You know, you, you know why we, you, you know why we're called wops, right? That's the sound that makes me throw shit against the wall. <laughs> so yeah, so he whopped like loud in his pants, and then I, I all I did was lift up the back of his shirt, and I was like, yeah, we gotta we gotta go to the car, we gotta go to the car, dude. From the table, which was in the back of the restaurant, all the way to the front, there was a shit trail. My son left his mark in that red lobster. Oh fuck no! I haven't gone there once. Not once. He, he, he must have been like he must have just just turned one at that time when it happened. Bro, I have. To, he's five now. I haven't been there since. <laughs> Brown lobster. John Quivers. Sharts. I mean, if I'm ever at a restaurant like that and I'm in an outfit that I do not give a fuck about, then maybe, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is your meal free, you shit? Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot I was recording. <laughs> 
this, this, this is how it normally is. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're fucking men here, all right? We, we, we talk, we talk, we talk about shit, we talk about shit, we fuck. <laughs> Are your kids there? Who's there? Ryan? Oh my god, is that, is that Christine? Oh, wow. <laughs> when they when they when they were talking about the eye, I guess that no one thought the brown eye. <laughs> I wonder if now when when she shit in the bed, was it hard or was it soft? <laughs> Was she like on her back and then just rolled over to her side and just pushed? <laughs> it's like torpedo. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she was, you know basically playing a fish woman for so long and if you know fish they shit while they're swimming so and they sleep where they swim so they shit where they sleep so if you put two and two together she was you know deep in her role still you know and ended up shitting where she sleeps yeah she was in character when she took that shit in his bed. I'm telling you. She was still in character. She was the fucking Marvel mermaid taking a shit. <laughs> I didn't see I didn't see that one toilet in fucking all of Atlantis that entire movie. <laughs> Yeah, which was proven not to be the case at all. And then he told, you know, Disney go fuck themselves. So. Yeah, but I'm sure he already fucking signed a contract giving them that right. <clears throat> well, yeah, true. But then no one thought that Pirates was going to be that fucking successful right out the gate like it was. I think he might. I think he might. I honestly, I think he does. But can you think of one movie star that has specific rights on ownership of a character that he played in a movie? I can't think of one actor that has, you know, maybe Clint Eastwood. Maybe. You think so? What character did. Oh, it? No. Okay, yeah, okay. No, 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 because they just had the fucking other guy play him. The guy who played Rorschach fucking played Freddy. That was terrible, by the way. 
Yeah. Well, he, 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 he no, nah, but it was it was Wes Craven and it was Freddy Krueger, unless he leased them the, the right to use it. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Freddy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's even a thing. I don't think a studio uh studio would even work. I don't know. I really Yeah, no one's ever took over that role of Rocky. I mean. Mm. So there's the loophole. Unless you make, write it yourself. Now, did Sylvester Stallone's in a new movie now? It's called Tulsa King. Tulsa King. Now, I, I'm thinking that he wrote that. I, I, I ha- haven't looked it up yet. Let's see. Okay, Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan uh, was created uh, Tulsa King. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I'm still going to watch it. I watched that in Yellowstone like a fucking fiend. I'm so obsessed. I mean, it's Kevin Costner. I'm a, I'm a huge Kevin Costner fan. So the fact that he was playing a lead role in, you know, a modern Western, you know, show. Dude, it's like modern. It's like. Uh, the fucking Wild West Sopranos. I honestly... Yeah. Yeah. I love that show. Oh, no. Yellowstone, I think, is going to beat Sopranos. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ozark. Yeah. Jason Bateman, yeah. It's nice seeing him as like a fucking gangster though, like being all like Yeah. It's hot Yeah. Well, it was kinda like, you know, with um Breaking Bad. It was kind of, you know, so, somewhat similar the first two seasons. Like, you got this high school chemistry teacher, like, really being a fucking, you know, a cook. <laughs> Making meth in the trailer. I'm sorry, in Winnebago. <laughs> Out in the desert. 
and his and his tidy whities Oh god, it's not a bad show. Got boring. It got boring quick though, but because then it started branching off into like other characters, origins, and all that shit. I hate when shows do that. Like I don't give a fuck where the bad guy came from. They had a bad childhood. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I don't give a shit. He's still killing people. He's still killing women and children. I don't give a fuck if his dad spanked them. <laughs> Apparently they're not hard enough. <laughs> what the f- That's like that multiverse shit. <laughs> No. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we kind of went off topic there for a minute, but it's whatever. Um, this is what we do. <laughs> uh, I mean, we pretty much covered it all, really. I mean, except for... Except for some questions that I have for you. What's that? Fuck that. No, I am recording. <laughs> no! <laughs> Why can't we just get through one fucking episode? <laughs> this is it for me. Yeah, flip over to side B. Trust me. It's the best part. <laughs> hey, I saw that. I never knew how to work an A track. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. So, how old were you? When you had your first drink. 35 years old. Damn. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to say, we're, we're Irish. So, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Jameson, definitely. Um uh, so what was there to do, uh, especially out there on Long Island when you were like 18, fresh out of high school, 17, I guess, right? Uh, what card, what card did you have at 18? Sorry, I, I I had no no. That's a good question. What type of car were you driving?
Wow. So he like rubbed it in your face. Damn. 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 So here comes the next question. What was the dating life over there like? And where did you go to meet these girls? I remember growing up we had a thing called teen night at some clubs like legit clubs that sold alcohol but they but they would hold a teen night just for teenagers to get together and like party and hang out yeah Pocket talks. <gasps> the fuck? So in like what ways are women different nowadays rather than, you know, from when you were, you know, 18? Mm. I was going to, I was going to ask that too, like. Out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, what was the best job you had, and how much did you make an hour? <laughs> You still are. <laughs> How much did that pay an hour? Oh my god. All right, here we go. Here's one here's one about me actually. What was your reaction to finding out that you were going to be an uncle? <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, he doesn't mean it. <laughs> Yeah, you were eight years old. <laughs> you were thinking that at eight years old. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. So that's what I'm doing. Pretty much what I'm doing now with my son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
What were you doing? Yeah, the hurricane, hurricane uh, Gloria. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about like the friends that I remember you used to go dancing with and play cards with or like me Karen, Dorothy, yeah. Uh... <clears throat> oh, wow. oh yeah i remember when chucky passed away yeah heart attack yeah like 10 years ago i think yeah Ooh. Uh, see, uh, <laughs> where the fuck am I? <laughs> it's my future. <laughs> um, do you think fathers are getting more rights now due to females promoting uh, fathers' rights? And, and, and like in the eyes of like women's rights, of course, when it comes to parenting, like when a woman is pregnant with a child, who do you think's, well, obviously this is an obvious question, but who do you think has more rights about that child, the woman or the man? Yeah, this, this is, yeah, I'll save this one for the last If he's present, you know, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Now, my whole... <laughs> yeah, because I'm tired of hearing about the whole like stigma. With, you know, we're like you know us fathers, we're second class citizens, but we're really fucking not. Um, 
Oh God, yeah. Well, I can say the same thing to my ex-wife, and she was a surrogate. Yep. I can say the same damn thing. She was a fucking incubator. You know. But um, let's say now that this topic has has come up before. Um, let's say the woman gives gives birth to the child, right? When she has every right to abort, and the man has no say about that, right? The woman, and that's before the baby's born. Let's say the baby's born, and the woman wants to, you know, pass him up for adoption. The man has no say in that, right? So she wants to keep, let's say she wants to keep the baby, but she wants the guy to help her pay for it. So she wants to take him to court for child support. But granted, if she needs to help, fine. And the guy's willing to stay in the kid's life, perfect. Yeah, he'll end up having to pay child support or vice versa, like in my position. My ex is paying me child support. But, but if either parent doesn't want to be in the child's life, period. I want no ties to this kid. I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear him. I don't want to talk to him. I want to move out of the country and do my own thing. Now, can the father or the mother opt out of having to pay child support because they want to basically, in essence, sign their, you know, sign the rights away to that child? Do you think the other parent should pay child support? Or be forced to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's not the case, uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It really is. Exactly. But then again, I'm also, off, off, you know, in favor of, you know, my wallet, my choice, too. And that can go for and that can go for men and women. So don't nobody get that twisted. Because my ex can say the same shit. Hey, well, it's my choice. Well, then sign your rights away, and you want to deal with it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, because my son right now, he's suffering because he's five. He wants to play soccer. He wants to play um, basketball, baseball. But they have weekend practices and games. And unfortunately, she gets him on most weekends or most Saturdays, basically. And she's not willing to transport him back and forth for games and practices. I get it. I'm in the middle of Long Island. She's in Brooklyn. I totally get it. It's too much to travel. But come up with a better visitation agreement. As he gets older, that's going to have to change. We'll, we are still working off of something that was put into play, you know, before his first birthday, before he was even in school. And she's not willing to change it. So I'm at the point where, hey, listen, 
it's going to come to a, it's going to it's going to come down to this. It's going to come down to me signing him up for sports because he wants to do it so bad, and I'm not going to disappoint him. And when it comes down to her week for visitation, I'm just going to have to you know deny it and try and make it up some other way. That's all. I mean, as long as I'm not just de- denying her and keeping him away, I mean, there's we got to work on something. But it's. Yeah, something like that. It's either every Saturday or, you know. I know, he'll benefit so much from it, too. Like, I got him in horseback riding. He does great in that, you know. Like, what other four-year-old? You know, he started at four years old, you know, riding horses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you knew her mother. You guys went to, I think, high school together? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. But, all right, we've been on here for 57 minutes. Uh, (laughs) All right, but I will see you soon. Hell yeah, definitely. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.